please be advised that the content in the Grave Tales podcast series is suitable for adults only. Yeah, with Chris Adams and Helen Goltz for the Grave Tales, the series podcast. Today, a tragic shipwreck story from the Grave Tales Great Ocean Road Geelong to Port Ferry book, a perilous journey to a new life, the Carmichael story. The Carmichael family, like many before them, were heading to Australia for a new life when the Lockhart ship smashed into Muttonbird Island off the coast of southwest Victoria in 1878. With 54 passengers on board, only one young man and one young woman would survive. Everyone hoped they would get together, but... But? But. What was the but? And <laughs> first of all, tell us what happened with the Lockhart. Well, the Lockhart was a ship that was heading to Australia, which happened a lot in the 1800s, as you can imagine, people coming to Australia to start a new life. And the Carmichael family of Dublin were one of them. Now, they were a wealthy family. The father was Dr. Every Carmichael, and the reason they were going was related to his health. Mm -hmm. They thought the sunshine of the colonies might do him some good. He's 50 years old. He was with his wife, Rebecca. He had four daughters and two sons, and the Carmichaels joined 44 other passengers on board. So they've left Dublin and headed over to Australia. And they were long voyages, as you can imagine, yeah. these voyages. But as Southwest Victoria came into view, you can imagine the excitement. Mm. That was all boding very well for the family until... They had a bit of compass problem on board. Speculated it might be something to do with the iron on board the ship. So they say it was an absolutely beautiful British day on the day of their arrival. British day? Does, British that, day. does that mean it wasn't that good? <laughs> That's it. Okay. That's what they were used to at home, and we've turned that on for them. And after months at sea, just as the new homelands come into sight, the Lockhart struck the cliffs just on Muttonburn Island there, about seven kilometres past Port Campbell, Port Campbell for yeah. the Victorians who know that. And it was a disaster, a dreadful, dreadful disaster where only two people survived. And the tragedy of it was that it was 4 a.m. in the morning. Mm. None of the passengers were prepared. One of the daughters, Eva, 18-year-old, actually had a life belt on. So she was one of the Carmichael children? She was one of the Carmichael children. And she was in her nightdress on deck with all the others. She had to watch the rest of her family swept away and die. Wow. Mm. And there were a lot of them. I mean, later on in the book, we've talked about the memorial to the Carmichaels. And when you read all the names Mm. of the kids, one after the other, that died, it's just tragic stuff. I'm always amazed by the single survivors of this ship. We've had one before in one of our other stories yeah. too, uh, with the Dunbar. In Sydney. Yeah, and uh, you know, to be the sole survivor. But uh, Eva wasn't the sole survivor, she was one of two. Okay, so, w- so what happened? Who was the other? The other was a young sailor who was working on the ship called Tom or Thomas Pierce. And Thomas was no stranger to the sea. He was only a young fellow himself, but his father was a sea captain. So he was quite used to the seafaring life and it had been in his blood. Before serving his apprenticeship on the Lockhart, he was one of the crew on the bark, the Eliza Ramsden, that sunk in 1875 on her first voyage out of Melbourne yep. when she struck a rock on the way to Newcastle. Uh, you can dive there now. It's supposed to be very popular. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so Tom's got on board the Lockhart and, and headed off overseas and uh, was part of this journey. His father died about three years before Tom's voyage on the Lockhart. He was Captain Pierce and he went down in shipwreck as well. Yeah. So it was quite common in that era. It was. And again, uh, I mean, you read of Tom and his father and then later on in the story in the book, we talk a bit about Tom's family. Two sons both went to sea. Yep. Both died there. Yeah, I know. So it's just, just such a hard, hard life. It was a hard life. You know, again, when you look at the Cape Botway Lighthouse story, uh, the number of shipwrecks, mm. you know, and the number of people that had to stay with the lighthouse keepers. 
Well, they reckon in that area down there along what they call the shipwreck coast, that between Portland and Cape Otway there's 80 shipwrecks and most of them haven't been found. Yeah, and the Labella's my favourite. Also in this Great Ocean Road volume, it's just um, an amazing tale. You can read about young Jack, uh, another sailor there as well. But back to Tom. So, mm. so Tom um, recounted later when he was telling the Mercury that it was overcast. And of course, it was very early in the morning. And Captain Gibb was on duty and they saw the danger. The reef was scarcely half a mile from the ship when they noticed it. And of course, by that time, they had to give orders to head the ship into the wind, but they could not weather the land. Supposedly, the captain let both anchors go, but she was just dragged on shore. About 150 yards from the rock, the anchors both slipped and, and that was the end of it. It was just breaking dawn then. Thomas was actually swept into the sea while he was helping to launch the boats. Okay. Mm-hmm. He managed to hold on underneath an upturned boat, and that's probably what saved his life. Yeah. Eva was swept into the gorge there, and she was wearing, as I said, a nightdress and her life belt, and she was clinging to a spar, which is a pole used in the rigging. Yep. Two other people were actually clinging on that spar with her, and, and she watched them both washed away. That's the gorge they now call Lockhart Gorge. That's it, Lockhart Gorge, yeah. So they were both swept into the gorge, and that's what saved their lives. Eva was found in the daylight drifting along, and Thomas recovered enough and managed to get to her, swam out to her, and brought her back in. And they huddled there for some time. What, in a cave or something? Yeah, it's in a little cave, and you can visit that cave today. Okay. Yeah. He covered her up, and they both slept. They were exhausted, as you can imagine. Yeah. They were the only two survivors of that shipwreck. So how did they get help from there? I mean, the two of them have been washed off the boat, they've been washed into the gorge, they take shelter in a cave. What happened after that? Tom steps up to be a hero, although, mind you, the last words of the captain were quite heroic too. Eva recalled later in her interviews that he said, if you get to land, tell my dear wife that I died like a sailor. <laughs> so it's very titanic. Ain't that the truth? Yes, he did. Yes, but again, it was up to Tom. Very young man. He was very heroic. He had to leave the shelter of the cave and go and get help for them. Because those cliffs there, are they're 120 feet high. Perilous. Tom thinks that they must have slept for about two hours, he okay. and Eva. Yep. And when he awoke, he found that she was recovering and he thought she's going to be okay. He realised that as there was no rescue party in sight that he would have to go and get help. He started with some difficulty to climb the cliffs. Well, I can imagine that because, I mean, along that part of the uh, of the coastline, they'd be between, I don't know, 120 yeah. and 300 feet high. That's that's absolutely right. It was about 100 foot high, he said, in his okay. recollections yeah. of what he was trying to climb. And you can imagine, you know, slippery, wet, and he's cold and he's oh, injured. And yeah. He started to climb up those, and when he got to the top, he found a track, and he went along to a station. It was Mr Gibson's Glen Ample Station. Okay. Meanwhile, poor Oliver's worrying, will I ever get washed away again? Mm. Will he return? Is this where I'm going to die? Where are my family? You know, she's come on this journey, uh, and here she is. Terrible stuff for an 18-year-old. Oh, dreadful stuff. And 52 of the souls on board, her and Tom are the last ones left. So he got help at Glen Apple Station, and they were of great help to Eva uh, later on too when they finally got them out. That's right. The, he did manage to find help along the track, and they did get them out. And Mrs Gibson, the lady of Glen Ample Station, looked after Eva and looked after her for some time time yeah but you know what I always find amazing is I guess how inspirational these people are Eva got back on a ship and sailed home (laughs) (laughs) you're one of two survivors you would not put foot on a ship again all right so 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 she went back to Ireland presumably what what happened in between much between when uh, she was at Glen Apple Station and when she left well, yeah, because, you know, Tom became a hero and she became a bit of a folk hero, I guess, and people wanted them to marry. They wanted the romance. You know, here's this young lad who's rescued her and been so heroic and she's quite a beauty, Eva, as you'll see from her photo in the book. 
he's quite dashing in his own way and they wanted them to marry and to live happily ever after but as Eva said why would I marry him because I think there might have been a bit of a class difference with the two of them as well I mean Eva came from money and Tom was a sailor at the end of the day a ship's apprentice but I think there was a bit of a class difference and he was also promised to somebody as well Okay. That wasn't to be. The city adopted them. Tom was uh, given, you know, a hero's welcome in Melbourne and presented with the first gold medal of the Royal Humane Society of Victoria. Okay. And a cheque raised by the public subscription for one thousand pounds, which was a huge amount in those days. So Tom was now a fairly good catch as yeah, well. <laughs> but regardless, <laughs> Eva didn't have that connection with him, and so as soon as she was able to, she returned overseas to her grandmother, actually, her yeah. only living relatives, yeah. and returned home. And and what happened to Tom? After that, well, Tom went back to sea. You know, sailing was in his blood, so he went back to the ocean. Uh, he married one of the sisters of one of the doomed Lockhart sailors. Okay, I think they'd been betrothed earlier anyway. He had two sons and a daughter. The two boys died at sea as yeah. well as you mentioned. And Tom retired early in 1908, and he passed away early. He passed away at age 49 from ill health. But he's actually resting in Southampton, England. And a nice little story here. When the volunteers and Warnable were looking after some of the other graves, they contacted the Friends of Southampton Cemetery, and they spruced up Tom's grave as well. Is that right? So yeah. while they were doing the Warnable graves. Yeah. So do we know anything more about Eva from later in her life? We do. We know Eva went, as we know, went back to Ireland, to her grandmother in Ireland, and uh, many years after the shipwreck, she married a doctor by the name of Townshend and settled in Bedford in England. Uh, she had three sons, and she stayed there till her death in 1934 at the age of 73. She survived 24 years more than Tom did her rescuer. Wow. And it's interesting, Eva's great-great-grandson, Richard Townshend, told the Warnable Standard newspaper that she rarely ever talked about. She couldn't bring herself to talk about it. I understand that. Uh, she was quite haunted by it, he said. But she did stay in correspondence with the family from the farm, the Gibsons, yep. at the Ample Homestead. An interesting account came out in 1934. Eva must have been visiting the Riviera. And a gentleman by the name of Mr Mosley actually ran into her and wrote this account. My mother had often told me of the wreck of the Lockard, which had been the event of their young lives. It was so very poignant and romantic. My question was always the same. But why did not Ava Carmichael marry Tom Pierce? In Mentone in 1925, a well-built, fine-featured woman sat down alongside my chair. The woman asked me whether I was English. I replied that I had come from Australia. Oh, she said, I have most unhappy recollections of Australia. I was wrecked on the Victorian coast, and only one other and myself were saved. The Lockhart, I cried. Then you are Ava Carmichael. She turned white, but I rushed on. Now, why didn't you marry Tom Pierce? The question was a shock to her. She said, It must be nearly fifty years since I have been asked that. Once it was always being thrust at me. Then she went on, Why should I have married Tom Pierce? He was a seaman, she explained, although he came of good family and had an uncle with money who would have helped him, but he ran away to sea. He was engaged at the time of the wreck, but owing to the peculiar circumstances of his saving her, he offered to break his engagement and marry her. Indeed, he pressed her to agree. However, as they had nothing in common, she felt that it would be wrong. There she was on the Riviera with not fond memories of Australia. 
So the area where Eva and Tom uh, took shelter, what we now know as Lockhart Gorge, can you go there? You can indeed. You can visit Lockhart Gorge and there's a memorial plaque there which mentions the sinking of the Lockhart. And it says, in memory of the 52 people who died where the Lockhart sank near here on the 1st of June 1878. And you can wander around that area. In fact, it was a bit of a tourist attraction after the sinking of the ship and the finding of Eva and Tom with the whole romance. Uh, Steps for visitors were actually cut down into the gorge in 1888 so you could go and have a look at it. And you can still climb those steps and see where Tom and Eva huddled in the gorge. And when you do, you'll realise how perilous that oh, area yeah. is. Yeah. And, of course, there's the gravestones themselves. There's a very small cemetery, houses the graves of four victims that were retrieved. Eva's mother and her sister Rabia are amongst those. Okay. And two gentlemen named Arthur Mitchell and Reginald Jones. The rest of the bodies were not retrieved. And they're buried in coffins made from the timber of the Lockhart wow. ship. Yeah, it's... So you can go up and have a look at that. And you can see Eva's mother's grave and, and her sister's grave and the, a very moving inscription that Eva has put on those graves, which we go into detail in the book and tell you how to find them, of course, if you like that sort of detail. But yes, by all means, visit them, pay your respects. And a nice little aside, Rebecca's, which is Eva's mum's, 200-year-old watch was found folded in her clothing and was auctioned in 2011 and funds were raised so that Warnable Flagstaff Hill Museum could buy it. Yep. So it went for $20,000. Wow. So, Chris, it was a perilous journey to a new life for the Carmichaels and a romance that was never meant to be. You've been listening to Grave Tales, the series podcast. Look out for further episodes and connect with us at gravetales.com.au on Facebook and on Instagram. And look out for our tours. Music by Kai Engel and Stefan Kartenberg. Copyright 2018, Atlas Productions and Grave Tales. 